Welcome to Ag Vic Talk, keeping you up to date with information from Agriculture Victoria. Nothing beats a new gadget. However, for a time-pressed farmer, a new bit of technology is more than a shiny gizmo with flashing lights. It's an investment to solve a problem, which means it's a business decision that requires planning. G'day, I'm Drew Radford, and a person who understands ag tech planning is Mark Sloan, and he joins us now for this AgVic Talk podcast. Mark, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me, Drew. I'm yeah, looking forward to it. Mark, first off, let's start with a definition. What does the term ag tech mean to you? Yeah, really good question, Drew, and I think that's something that the industry is still kind of working at itself. I guess if you think of a Venn diagram, there's kind of overlapping areas between ag tech and digital agriculture. And now there's even this term agri-tech, which has is, is become more and more and more popular. But for me, ag tech really is technology that's farm specific or primary producer specific technology that isn't used in other industries, I guess. So you might think of an Excel spreadsheet, sure you can use that for farming purposes, but it's not really specific to agriculture. So I wouldn't classify that as ag tech, whereas a variable rate spreader, for sure, that's that's technology that's only used in agriculture. So that's how I kind of define ag tech. Where did your interest in ag tech come from, Mark? Yeah, so I moved to the country after living in, in Melbourne for a period of time. My wife's family farmed in uh, central Victoria, so I moved to the country in 2011 and um, yeah got a, an opportunity with with the company doing remote sensing uh, for ND, creating NDVI maps um, using satellite technology and that, I guess that's really where my interest in agriculture and technology started and yeah I've been very fortunate to have a couple of roles since then that have kind of built on that interest I have in ag tech and my experiences in, in the industry. To you, what are the key benefits of ag tech or, or what problems do you think it can help farmers solve? And that's a broad question too, I, Mark. I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, it is. It is very broad. But, you know, with my experience previously with Agriculture Victoria helping roll out their Internet of Things trial, there are many different aspects to ag tech that people need to consider you can't look at ag tech as just being a money-making sort of solution. It, there's really other aspects that you need to consider as well. Um, some of the big things that we saw through the Internet of Things trial was the ability for ag tech to give people more time to multitask, to yeah, even save money using you know technology applications, also peace of mind with security applications. So when people want to go away, for a break in summer, they've got maybe some ag tech on farm that can notify them when people are on their premises. So there's really a, a wide range of positives to ag tech that people have found in my experience with the Internet of Things trial. Well, you use that term there, another term that people may not be familiar with, Internet of Things. What does that really mean? That's really just, just connected devices, devices that are connected to the internet. So whether that's through a Wi-Fi connection or through a 4G SIM card or, or a LoRa network, it's a device that can send and or receive information from the cloud. That can be such a broad range of things. I've gone down the path in my own home where I can tell the house to turn on lights or order food or do whatever it, it can be such a wide range of things to your header being able to report back to the manufacturer saying there's an issue 
No, that's exactly, that's spot on. And, and also a lot of precision ag providers are also sending data to machinery remotely as well. So they're sending prescription maps for, for spreading purposes or collecting uh, protein data from a header in real time. Those sorts of applications are really beneficial as well. It's such a big and broad area, Mark. What advice would you give to farmers just starting out in their ag tech journey? Yeah, really good question. And I think that's what's been holding a lot of people back from dipping their toes in in the ag tech space. And I think you need to treat your ag tech investment like any other investment, really. You need to be really clear on the goals on what you want to achieve or what you want the technology to do for your farm business. I think that's really important. One of the things we found through the Internet of Things trial was word of mouth was really strong. So you maybe speak to your neighbours or speak to the grower associations or groups that you're involved with and ask your neighbours what sort of technology they're interested in, they've used, they've heard about. Then follow that up with your own research. You need to make sure it's going to be fit for purpose for your particular farm business. You also really need to check the suppliers, the technology providers. It's like purchasing a car. You're not going to go and buy a car off of a bloke on the street corner and you wouldn't go and buy a $1,000 piece of ag tech um, without doing proper due diligence on it. I think that's really important. And that's not just due diligence on the product, but also the after-sale support. I think that's really an important area that farmers do need to consider and, and something that the industry needs to work on as well. Over, I guess, the last 10 or 15 years, there's been lots of these ag tech startups come on the scene and not all of them stay, which has also been detrimental to, I guess, the growth of ag tech uptake. There's quite a few different aspects, I guess, to getting involved with ag tech, but they're kind of the main ones, I think, that you'd need to keep in the back of your mind before you actually put your hand in your pocket. Well, we want to drill down a little bit further into developing an ag tech plan. It sounds to me what you're saying, talk to your neighbour, a lot of this sounds like demystifying it. You know, way back to the time of the stump jump plough through to auto steer, they've all been new technologies that have come on board and spread through word of mouth. So is it about demystifying? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. And um, not just demystifying, but I think that's the role for the ag tech industry itself to play a part in as well is um, making the technology accessible. Sometimes farmers will get caught up in the language that the ag tech providers use and I think that's something that also needs to be addressed in a wider sense as well as you know technology providers being able to explain at a farmer level what their product does how to problem solve with it the benefits they can get from it so I think that whole idea about making not just the language that people use when discussing technology accessible but yeah making the technology itself accessible. Well, Mark, a moment ago, I mentioned an ag tech plan. What is an ag tech plan and why should farmers develop one? Yeah, look, an ag tech plan is really just a step-by-step process that you can follow to make sure you're covering off on everything you need to consider before making your investment in technology. And I think it's really beneficial because it helps to clarify all those different components and making sure that you don't leave anything out. There isn't questions that you haven't asked before purchasing a piece of technology. You mentioned a pitfall or two earlier in terms of make sure that you're able to be supported. Is there any other pitfalls farmers should be aware of and how should they go about avoiding them in the process of developing a plan? The main areas that I think farmers should consider when developing a plan are making sure that the product's fit for purpose. So you clarify firstly what the problem is and what the pain point is that you're having on farm. You investigate a range of solutions that you think may 
address that. And then you, you start drilling down on the sort of data that you're going to collect. If you are going to choose a, a product that's collecting data, the sort of data you're going to collect, the decisions that you can make with that data. You also really need to consider the connectivity. So what type of connectivity might be required for that device and the ongoing and startup costs associated with that device, as well as the ongoing costs that might be associated with accessing your data. So for instance, you might purchase a piece of technology for X amount of dollars, but you need to be aware that there will be an ongoing cost to access your data. And sometimes that's rolled in with the ongoing cost of accessing your connectivity too. So they're the main things that I think people maybe haven't paid as much attention to in the past and they do become a bit dissatisfied when they start receiving an annual bill for just accessing their data. But one of the things, again, we found from the Internet of Things trial is that farmers are becoming more and more aware that that is just part of a subscription-based service that there will be ongoing costs and you know those costs are, are put towards maintaining the reliability of the data as well as the reliability of your connectivity. But yeah, you need to also consider the types of decisions that you're going to make with that data. And, and sometimes it's good just to make a data plan as well so you can break down the data that you, you're collecting through the technology and all the different types of decisions you can make with the different components to that data. That's such a crucial part, connectivity. And, and you know, I've interviewed pastors who've actually spent considerable amount of money putting in their own networks in remote locations because they value that data so much in terms of the benefits that it brings to them but connectivity is such a crucial component no for sure and that's something that the industry is really working hard on solving and there is a range of different connectivity types out there at the moment some of them not fit for all farming scenarios so, for instance, you know, over a long range, you may go for a LoRa solution where there's not really good mobile phone coverage. If you've got a relatively flat patch of land with a tower somewhere near, you might go for a 4G SIM connectivity solution. Whereas on in a horticulture setting, you could go for a, a Wi-Fi solution that could be punched out over a 10-acre block quite effectively. So, again, you really do need to do the research. And it's very difficult because you, there are different products on the market and they might not all have the ability to use a range of different connectivity types. So I've seen farmers with multiple antennas on the roof of their homes all punching out a different type of connectivity to collect data from devices that only work off of a selected type of connectivity. So there is a real lot of research that you need to put into that as well. I mean, ideally, it'd be great if everything was one type of connectivity, but that's just really not the case. And it does really depend on your on your business and your use case as well. Well, in regards to your business and your use case, you know, what are those key elements in terms of that plan that they should cover? I mean, first of all, why are you doing it? And what am I going to gain would probably be the first question I'd ask. No, and that's exactly right. And just through the trial, we saw a lot of farmers just dipping their toes into technology with weather stations and soil moisture probes just getting a feel for the technology and the data they're collecting and the ease of use. But yeah, they're relatively kind of low-hanging fruit, if you like, in terms of ag tech, but they're still really clever bits of ag tech that can really inform your decision-making. We also had farmers installing inversion towers, which is really important in a broadacre farming scenario. That's a really good point, Drew, is that you do need to really clarify 
what it is you expect to get from the technology and what the pain point is that you're hoping to kind of address as well. It's such a big area. What resources are available to help farmers develop an ag tech plan? Yeah, really good question. I know Agriculture Victoria has an e-learn module online at the moment that talks you through step-by-step how to create your own ag tech plan and that involves looking at connectivity and data and decision-making. Also has a few lessons in there around kind of breaking down the language around ag tech, helping people become more comfortable with some of the terminology used when they might discuss ag tech with a technology provider. That's a really good resource that I'd encourage people to have a look at. And that's through the Agriculture Victoria Learning Management System. There's also ag tech finder which i find is a really good tool and it helps you filter through farming type pain point whether it's water usage or weather data collection so that's a really good tool as well can't underestimate the benefit of going along to a field day and just asking questions as well i think that's really important and again it's like buying a car you don't have to buy something off the first person you speak to you can just ask a couple of questions and grab a brochure and have a read and look at their pricing and look at the data and and get a feel for the business itself and whether or not it's somebody you'd make a large purchase off of Mark, some really wise advice there. I do get caught up with sometimes the flashing lights and the excitement that goes around it, but really sage advice to step back, take a bit of a breath and think about where you're actually going with your ag tech plan. Mark Sloan, thank you for taking the time and joining us in the AgVic Talk studio today. Thanks very much for the opportunity, Drew, and um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to AgVic Talk. For more episodes in this series, find us and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series with your friends and family. All information is accurate at the time of release. Contact Agriculture Victoria or your consultant before making any changes on farm. This podcast was developed by Agriculture Victoria, authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne.